Riddle me this, riddle me that. Who's afraid of the big black bass? Hello, 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 and welcome back to your Nerd of Godcast, that place where we geek out, give glory to God, talk about all the things that inspire our faith and fandom. My name is Tony T, and for the next few minutes, we're going to be taking a one-way trip to the city of Gotham. That's right, you've heard R. Kelly sing about it, so we're going to, tonight we're going we're gonna to be about it. And, uh, I don't know how comfortable I am with that. Well, you know what, I mean... Yeah, it, you're you're over you're over the age of twenty, so I think you'll be fine. Uh, oh, my oh my goodness! I feel like I should I'd go. To, I'd, I'm sorry, I'd go to the bathroom. <laughs> uh, but I'm not going to be doing it by myself because <laughs> he is the very best at being the very worst. With me occasionally, it's Steve O. Supremo. Hi, everybody. <laughs> it's okay to feel uncomfortable. Just steer into it. He's one of the best guys that you ever want to meet, as long as you're not on the wrong end of his tractor cannon. He's the OG Jamaican Ali. Good evening. Hello. Wagwan Mirasta. <laughs> Nothing much, my brother. You having a good day? <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Deal, keeping this party going. He is often imitated, never successfully duplicated, not, a, not even under the most pristine laboratory conditions. Would you please welcome the big man, Quentin Gregory Neff. Good evening. And a, and a, God bless you as well, well and sir. A, and no a blessed Merlin Peen to you. No, I shall no, one's, my to you. no one's duplicated me, but I will duplicate Oliver. <laughs> I was wondering what you do. Exactly, who said that. That's exactly what happened. Uh, sometimes sassy, always classy. From the Isle of Enchantment, my bestie, it's lovely lady, Lise Mati. Hello, everyone. How are we? Oh, wow, guys. There's so many men at this table. Oh my gosh, there are. That? I just looked around and was like, wow, overwhelming testosterone. <laughs> Look. I'm going to have to edit myself heavily tonight because the things that I'm almost saying are almost as bad as the things that I have said. And so far, I'm not off to a great start. You can't do any worse than R. Kelly. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> in life, in general. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, Robert, Robert, calm down. She's brilliant, she's beautiful, and she is here to learn from us. But the greatest lesson she's going to learn are the friendships she makes along the way. Will you please give it up for Charlotte the intern? Hey, hey. Your eyebrows winked out there for That's a moment. True. <laughs> Nobody saw that. Her eyebrows responded before her mouth did. It was wonderful. <laughs> it was like something was being dubbed, but her eyebrows were in the mouth movement. <laughs> Charlotte is going to be completely dubbed in Korean tonight. <laughs> the spirit of the rock. Just here for it. <laughs> and over in the booth, pushing all the buttons, keeping this bucket of bolts flying. Let's give it up for our own resident smart guy, Nick, the engineer. Wait for it. Hi, Hello. Nick. Why would oh, you talk oh, over his moment? Oh, Why would you? Oh sorry, my goodness! I'm I boo sorry. you. I, uh, I take fine. Gosh, I'm trying so, to be friendly. So, so you haven't been here for a season, Lismati. But since Nick got a person pregnant, he decided <laughs> that he has his swagger now. It's we call it dad swag, and he waits until his music is over to make his little 
hello moment. Oh, the dabbler. So. Here's the real trick. Nick has never said hello in like two seasons. We just pre-record that and just play it every single episode. Nick's not even here right <laughs> Nick's now. Not here. <laughs> <laughs> He's sitting here remotely from home working, holding Kevin's his baby. Here. Nick, are you here? I am. Okay. Just wait for him to say hello. I don't have direct line of sight with him right now, and you guys really seem convinced. So as I, much as I can be here. Super nervous. Nick is napping right now. He's under the sound booth. Well, he's a he's yep. a dad of newborn. Catching he barely sleeps. He's got one of those eternal sunshine helmets on. That's how he can tell. What's an eternal? Well, sunshine yeah. Please helmet? elaborate. Oh, no, I never read the book. Okay. <laughs> All right. Like, well, of the spotless mind. And sure. this is this is uh, this has been moments in the library with Quentin Neff. <laughs> he doesn't know the Dewey Decimal System. Neither do you. So it's all Dewey. Good. Nah, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, we would love for you to uh, be part of this conversation tonight. Please help us get back online. The best way for you to do that is to connect with us across all of the social medias. Stephen, tell them where they can find us. You can find us across all social media platforms at Nerd of Godcast. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and Snapchat at Nerd of Godcast. We don't have a Snapchat. I, I, I don't know why we would, but <laughs> what's wrong with you? I don't know. Find us on MySpace.com slash Nerd of Godcast. Is that a LinkedIn? Catch us on Friendster, LinkedIn, and somewhere on Napster. Foursquare. We're on Vero still. <laughs> you can also go to our website, thenerdofgodcast.com. You can go to our online small group, which is the Nerd of God, Nerd of God Squad on Facebook. You can go there by going to www.nogsquad.com. Nerd of God Squad, share your dreams and live some memes. <laughs> yeah. Great job, Stephen. <laughs> Nailed it. Tinder, We're good. also on Club Penguin. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. You know, the people, they're demanding to know more about you guys, and that's why we have moments like this submitted by your very own Patreon family. It's time for that two-question interview. It's the two-question interview. <laughs> Tonight's two-question interview has been uh, brought to us by Patreon sponsor and friend of the show, Andrew Whiteside. Yeah. Moderator of the Nerd God Squad. And Andrew would like to know uh, these questions. If you could live in one fictional universe, one fandom universe, where would you like to reside? Interesting question. Yeah, so you're packing up your, your U-Haul and you are moving to... This fictional place that you love so much, where are you going to be living? If anybody says Tatooine, I have good news for you. Every Disney Plus Star Wars show is contractually <laughs> obligated to take place on Tatooine. That is true. So it's kind of like living there. But not and, and, Andor, whatever his name is. You, hey, you, we haven't seen he it all yet. He might go there. The second half of Andor might just be The Mandalorian Season 3. We don't know. <laughs> That's true. Um, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, but <laughs> It doesn't. It doesn't have to. Uh, so where are we living? Charlotte. Um, okay, so does Wreck-It Ralph count? Yeah, why not? Because I, yeah, I want to live there that's and fun. be able to travel between all of the arcade games. Yes, that's, that's cool. a good yeah. answer. Yeah. So yeah. sick. That is real. That's, that's a, a great answer. answer. Great answer. I like that. Good answer. Good, good answer. answer. Good answer. Good answer. Survey says Wreck-It Ralph. <laughs> ding ding ding. Neff, where you living, man? Uh, uh, even though you just said Tatooine, I'd rather live on Naboo. Naboo. Go back, you know, you you can't accidentally kill your wife if you're on Naboo. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Only ha that happens at Mustafar Planet. Oh, okay. Well, I mean... I didn't realize that was such a big concern for you. <laughs> <laughs> Never super concerned. 
Well, not me. I'm single. <laughs> I'll just go. I'm just gonna. You can't go. actually kill. You can't accidentally kill your wife if you're single. <laughs> Big brain move. <laughs> <laughs> he's saving lives, double, ladies. <laughs> Nev wears double pairs of underwear. He's gonna. He's everything is double protection for Nev. I'm gonna. I'm gonna run a ranch for those big flubby horses. That's right. <laughs> Rolling around in the field all by yourself. No, I got allergies. Too much, too uh, much pollen. Neff also hates sand. That's why he wears the double underwear. <laughs> it's gritty, of course. It gets, it gets everywhere. everywhere. That's just uh, the underwear. <laughs> Ollie, where are you living, man? Uh, I have to say uh, in the MCU, but it has to be future MCU where the mutants are because I've always been oh. a fan of the mutant titles. Okay. I want to see, I want to meet Wolverine. I, I don't know if I will shake his hand because you know the claws <laughs> and everything. But, uh, and of course Storm, you know. So you could always live in like the comic book universe, is the, but but the cinematic universe specifically is where you want to live. I, I think I would want to live in the cinematic universe, mm-hmm. but again, the future. With the, with the mutants. With you want to live where the, I want to be where the, the mutants, mutants are. are. <laughs> see, I feel very opposite. I feel like that would be like my, I don't want to live in the Marvel world. I don't want to, like, I don't like unexpected thing. Honestly, honestly, I want to live in a world that's like the closest possible, like, to this world so that I'm prepared already in advance. Um, I'm thinking like a Bob's Burgers or something where it's like <laughs> yes. just a nice, like, little town, you know, a little city. That's amazing. Not the, uh, not the towns where the girl, Gilmore girls live. Stars oh my hollow. god how did i not think of that can i change my answer <laughs> i would absolutely live in stars hollow right now no, i'm almost Wait. upset with myself i come visit you there too actually well what if what if stars hollow was right next to where, where does bob's burgers take place what if they were like next door neighbors to each other towns like bob's burgers is like a like a sea so like you, you you can get a burger Seattle. from bob's burgers and then go get a coffee from luke's coffee and then you can have just a whole make a whole day of it interesting i didn't realize we could cross are, are combining I, I think I this is what I think when the Bob's Burgers movie comes out it's going to be a crossover with Gilmore Girls I'm just saying you'll <laughs> <laughs> never so see it coming you'll never see Linda it. and Lorelai it's happening you guys watch out watch, I would watch love out nothing more. Steven where you living man uh I don't, so I've been racking my brain over this. Well, keep racking your brain know. for a second. By the way, Oliver, to your point, I think living in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, if you don't have superpowers, would be the worst. That I, because I have to agree. You're just waiting for someone to drop a bus on your house or whatever. Like it seems like a really stressful place to know. Like who's going to be invading today? Is it going to be the Krees or the Scrolls or the, the 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 who's after some Infinity Stone in my backyard? I don't even know. They're, 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 the, the whole Earth is just an egg for some giant monster that's going to come out. There's no real justice in that world. My dog disappeared for five years. My cat stayed. <laughs> <laughs> there is no justice. Yeah, you know, think, that, think that about that. Liz Monty, think about that. Like you're in the I don't want to. Okay. They <laughs> <laughs> snap your pets away. Yeah. He's it's sn- all life. Fan- Half the I, plants. I get a shirt that says, Thanos snapped my pet away. <laughs> <laughs> think about what if what do you say, what if he snapped Shamu away? And then you go to what is what SeaWorld supposed Shima to do? Shimmer would be a lot happier. No, he was, imagine, was he wanted to Im- imagine the the post nap when you're just like working at SeaWorld and it's like you're cleaning the side all of a sudden splash because you don't want to jump. <laughs> and, and all the goldfish, you know, you get rid of the tank and then all of a sudden they, they snap just appear back in the middle of nowhere and right? they're on the floor just flipping and I'm flopping. Sorry, around. I'm sorry. I know this is not what we're talking about, but imagine that you're on an airplane. You're on Delta Flight Nine Five One, traveling from from Rancho Cucamonga to Orlando, Florida, and you're somewhere over North. Carolina, and you, you get snapped and you disappeared. The, the pilot's still there. Half of the plane is still there. That plane safely lands, 
And then five years later, you come back right where you left. About 30,000 feet over. <laughs> oh, my god! That's terrible. Honestly, that was like one of the first thoughts I had when I yeah. watched that movie. Very inconvenient. Yes. Yeah. But, oh. a tr- but true. But and, true. An inconvenient truth. An inconvenient know. truth. Al Gore snap, got snapped Al- out. Come on. Al Gore snapped the whales away. He tried to warn Wait, us. Sh- <laughs> a whale's in danger. <laughs> Steven, where are you living, man? Uh, so I don't want to go with my first answer because I am I feel like I'm going to steal that answer from somebody else, so I'm going to save it. You can say Gilmore Girls if you want to. No. no, 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 no. <laughs> it's the answer I think Nick's going to say. Oh. Okay, um, Nick, what's your answer? Star Trek. There you go. <laughs> but which But which cruise ship? Or. You just live in the universe. Which, which oh, era of just, Star Trek? Um, Which is basically what I just said. You said which cruise ship. But those are defined by the eras. Not necessarily. I mean, you could be a Voyager and Next Generation, Deep Space Nine all existed at the same time. Uh, Carnival? Next Generation. Yeah, it's the right answer. answer. I just finished Next Generation yesterday. I've watched the last episode. That's why it was fresh in my mind. Um, 28 years later. Yep. But um, probably the Ready Player One universe just because you can get lost in the um, the Oasis and have the basically do whatever you want. You can be in the Gilmore Girls universe, X-Men universe, Star Trek, just by going so to the So you're Oasis. wishing for more wishes. Yeah, there was, no, there was no limit to what I could do. <laughs> as long as you're not in the reality of the Ready Player One universe. Well, I mean, depends on where you're at. I could be... I could wish to be Wade Watts, and then I haven't watched. I haven't finished reading the second. You book, live so in the universe. You don't get to wish to be another person. <laughs> oh, true. Suddenly found a yeah. lamp that he's rubbing <laughs> in this universe. You can you can go into another universe, then go into the Oasis and be Wade Watts there in the go. Oasis. There we um, go, Stephen. It's uh. It's you still got to live in a trailer, stacked on another trailer, stacked on another trailer. Right. Another That's trailer. what I'm saying. Yeah, trailer pancakes. The snacks. Now I'm hungry for trailer pancakes. Now I'm hungry. <laughs> I don't even want to know what that is. Flapjack. <laughs> trailer pancakes. Mm. roaches. Trailer pancakes. Band name called it. Yes. Uh, second question is, Wait, what which, about you? What about me? What's your answer? I live in my fictional reality right now. Boo. That's a conspiracy that theory waiting really to happen. That's where I'm at. And you guys are all there, too. It's like Aww. a Total Recall thing kind going like, on. Kind of like Total Recall meets The Matrix meets, you know. It's yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Wait, so it's your fault? Mm-hmm. It's all my fault. Um, what fandom do you most regret finding out about later than you did? Like, what fandom did you discover too late? Uh, mine is Star Wars. I oh. mean, okay, so it's kind of complicated because I've known about Star Wars my entire life. Sure. It's just, it's part of me. But, <laughs> but. There's such earnestness in your I answer. wish, I so desperately wish that I could have experienced it for the first time when it was coming out so that I didn't know all of the spoilers. Because I've just good, grown yeah. up yeah, knowing good. that Vader is Luke's father. Yeah. Whoa, 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 I know, whoa, exactly. whoa, whoa, whoa. I haven't Super seen that movie spoiler. yet. Oh, sorry. Steven's waiting to get around. He's getting around to it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's on his cue. Yeah, I get that. I totally get that. Especially now, like, I feel like it, for a while it was like, well, there's three Star Wars movies. There's six Star Wars movies. There's nine Star Wars movies. There's 11 Star Wars movies. There's 11 Star Wars movies and four Star Wars TV shows. There's, you know, you ha- and, and all of it counts now. So if you're just kind of getting into it now and you don't haven't seen the movies, but you want to watch The Mandalorian, there's a lot to catch up on. Or, right. you, you know, Boba Fett. Like, even watching Mandalorian, it's like, yeah, but you'll really get it if you've watched The Clone Wars and if you've watched... Rebels, and if you've watched, you know, and you got to go through and, and stuff like that. I'm just like, I wish I knew where these all these characters are from because everybody's freaking out about it. And mm-hmm. so, yeah. so where are you living now, or what's what's something you learned about too late? <laughs> Nintendo Switch. I, I I like 
I was not sold on the Switch when it first came out. I just I thought like it was just a useless thing that I didn't need. But then I got one, and I'm like, why was I deprived? Why was I depriving myself? <laughs> you were given of one. the magic. I was given one actually. I didn't even buy one, and then I have it, and now it's like my favorite console that I own. And I'm like, how did I get in so late? And all these, all these people have played all these games. And I'm like, I, sh- I could have, I could have bought all these games. I could have been playing them. I'm still Where trying to I get went? through Cooking Mama. Cooking <laughs> <laughs> Mama Two, Tony. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, I just, I wish I, I was stuck in my PSP when I could have been living the the Nintendo Switch life. Yeah. yeah. This whole time. Yeah, that sounds like a that sounds Who's like a sermon right there. Mm-hmm. Who's next? What's something you discovered too late? Uh, I'll go next. Go I would say uh, Naruto. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there are so many seasons. I yeah. actually just looked it up. Oh, There's yeah. 18 seasons of this. Holy I'm cow. probably or not even halfway through, and it just seems so daunting. I I, I love the series. I love the characters yeah. and everything, but uh, I wish I had gotten into it when it first started, so mm-hmm. I could be you know up on it. And I of course I want to get into the series after that. Baruto, his son, mm-hmm. but I'm a, I'm like a complete yes. completionist. Naruto had a son named Baruto. <laughs> Creative. Yes, and and but I have to do everything in order. And uh, as I was telling Tony, it was like. Um, when I discovered the Nerd of God, Nerd of God podcast, uh, I had to start from the beginning, yeah. and I was already like three years behind. So yeah. I started from the beginning. Sorry, to sorry about that. We, we apologize. Oh no, no, no. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, for whatever you do, don't start watching One Piece. Yeah, it's got like they have like a thousand episodes. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> do yeah. you do? I have a question. Do you watch the filler episodes? Yes, I, I He's watch a completionist. Every, he watches He's like everything. me. I, yeah. I'm 550 episodes deep into Naruto. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. and so and I, and I still, a third of the I still have a 200 episodes <laughs> left to get go. all the way caught up. So yeah. I, I feel your pain. Yes. Yeah, we're, we're doing a Bible you. study right now um, on Thursday nights out of the book of Hebrews. But I'm like, you know what? Before I read Hebrews, I really need to start in Genesis. So I just had to read all the way through everything just to, to get to Hebrews. And it was oh, like, yeah. that's exhausting. That's not, <laughs> that's not true. That's not, <laughs> not what actually happened. <laughs> Um, who's us? Who's next? I I I wish that I would have gotten into the Final Fantasy games when they were fresh, because mm. it's hard for me to go back and play like those older older games after playing all the new ones, just like how the stylized they are. Right. And I never really played them before, so I don't have nostalgia to go back and like have me play it. Yeah. But like I watched see like Final Fantasy seven, Final Fantasy eight and ten, all the ones that I've heard are amazing. It's just I wish I could have like played them when they were brand new. Yeah. For for me and I, this is it's a little uh, it's a little weird, but um, I wish Star Trek. I wish I would have gotten into Star Trek a little bit earlier, because um, I, I ended up watching Star Trek. I can't think for the first time uh, when the movie The Undiscovered Country came out, um, and I didn't even. I went to the movies with my my dad, and we saw the saw Star Trek, and I kind of liked it. I, I kind of liked it. It wasn't what I thought because I had watched Star Trek, the TV series, um, when I was little. I'd watched my dad watching it. And I was like this. Is boring. This is just really just cheesy looking. So I never was into Star Trek until I saw The Undiscovered Country and I was like, okay, this is 
kind of cool so I, I went back but at that time my um my you know my parents had split up i didn't really spend a lot of time with my dad and my dad liked star trek so i think when i was a little kid if i would have watched it and appreciated it a little bit more i would have been able to spend that time with my dad watching it and we would have had something to to connect with uh to connect over a little bit more Aww. Uh, so that was that, that was just that's so i wish i would have discovered star trek because i really do love it and i appreciate it now but um i wish younger me would have not been so uh dependent on like the flat and style of Star Wars for entertainment and able to appreciate Star Trek a little bit. Well, the Star Trek episodes weren't like an hour long each. You know, I mean, get us, if I would have just been able to um, see them for what they are, it would have been, would have been better. Um, cool, 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 cool. Well, that's it. That is it right now. If you have your answer of something that you, uh, a world that you would like to live in or something that you discovered a little bit too late, please let us know on uh, your social media. And... We're going to be giving something away tonight. Who, who likes what? free stuff? I do. I, I like free exclusively stuff. love free stuff. In just a little <laughs> while, we're going to be hearing from uh, Charlotte the intern. She's going to be sharing a book report with us. And uh, when she she does, we are going to be giving away Charlotte's book. <gasps> Touched by Charlotte herself? Touched by Touched. Charlotte herself. Blessed. It has an anointing. <laughs> if you put it under your pillow, you'll have spiritual dreams. Uh <laughs> Do you dog ear the pages? No, 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 no. I'm not a heathen. Oh. <laughs> she puts a dollar bill in there like the Gideon. She is very genteel. Uh, so you are going to win Charlotte's book. We'll hear all about that book later on. But the best way that you can do that is by taking this episode on whatever platform you listen to it, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Captivate, or Google Pod- wherever wherever you podcast, uh, just take a link to it, share it on your social media profile, and tag Nerd of Godcast. You can do that on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, basically wherever you social, tag us. Every time you do it, it's going to count as one entry. So the more you share, uh, the more your chances are of winning. And if we pick you, you are going to get Charlotte's book, which is pretty cool. So uh, stay tuned for Charlotte's book report. You'll hear about that uh, after the break. And uh, and that's an exciting way for you to win from your Nerd of God cast. And the crowd went wild. 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 <laughs> ah. There it is. You guys know what time it is? Tell us. It's time for the season seven. Okay. Ooh. Here we go. Premiere of, of Best Thing Ever. Ever, 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 ever. Ever. On this season's Best Thing Ever, what we do is we have a bracket system where you will give you choices of things. We'll line them up on a bracket, and you can vote on which of these things is the best thing ever. In seasons past, we've had it where they were uh, non-superpowered heroes, or we've had duos, or uh, we've done uh, just any variety of different things. For this season, we are going to be best thing evering the very best Vehicles oh. from all of fandom. Hello. Now I had yeah. to whittle this down because there's so many different varieties. We could have gone with uh, any kind of starship or the TARDIS or any number of things. So I basically stuck it down to vehicles with wheels. These are wheeled, drivable vehicles. Do okay. these vehicles transform into mo- robots? No, those are transformers. And so, so no. Uncultured uh, swine. And I just uh, want to make sure. And I do want to put one caveat on there before I give you this list. The vehicles are aesthetic 
driving vehicles primarily, so the vehicle, if you expect it to have some kind of a, a fancy function based on its fictional representation, uh, just know that, that you don't get whatever the other things are that come with it in its, in its movie presentation. This is just something you can ride around in. For instance, if your vehicle has a flux capacitor in it, you will not be able to actually travel through time. What? what? No. That's the fun There's no fun. Okay, well then, then there's no way that this regular car with flames painted on the side is going to be able to compete against one that can travel through time. Touche. That's so the point. That is the point, point. of it. This is, this is Steven getting in the Oasis and wishing for more wishes. <laughs> I have leveled the playing field. I have nerfed the OPs. Our vehicles for the best thing ever are Michael Keaton's 1989 Batmobile. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Christian Bale's 2005 Tumblr. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Robert Pattinson's 2022 Batmobile. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Now we've gotten the Batmobiles out of the way. So cool. The Ecto-1 from Ghostbusters. Let's go, baby! Or or, or as it actually is a hearse. Uh, I think the the first one was an ambulance. It's a Cadillac. I thought it was a hearse. I think it was an ambulance. No, they they used those for ambulances. Yeah. In the the, the 2016 one, it was a hearse. Oh, I just always thought it was a hearse when I was a kid. Yeah, it was an old ambulance. I, I stand corrected. Uh, the DeLorean from Back to the Future. Of course. Yes. Yeah. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Turtle Van. Ooh. Yeah. Wayne and Garth's Mirthmobile. <laughs> it has a little licorice dispenser. That is the one vehicle, a feature that I'm going to allow to remain, oh. <laughs> is, is the licorice dispenser on the roof. Well, I'm just reach against up that just because I hate licorice. <laughs> It's like red rope licorice. Can I? Can I? Can oh, I? So can, it's not sweet. Do licorice. not eat the red rope licorice. Can I switch it out for sweet tart ropes and put that in there instead? Hey, if you, if it's your not car, in you, the you oasis. Can, if you can dream it, you can do it. <laughs> um, the dog truck from Dumb and Dumber. Oh. <laughs> uh, Kit from Knight Rider. Oh yeah. Dude. The Dude. Mach Five from Speed Racer. Oh, that's a cool car. Ghost Rider's motorcycle. Ooh, hot. The spider buggy. That's right. Ooh. Spider-Man had a dune buggy for a while. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> Shaggy and Scooby's mystery machine. Of course. Yes. Sweet Tooth from Twisted Metal. Ooh, the oh. big. It's an ice cream truck with a flaming clown head on top. Mm. Oh gosh. The Gadget Mobile from Inspector oh, Gadget. Yeah. Go, go Gadget. And a light cycle from Tron. But wait, hold on a second. Ooh. If the Gadget Mobile, what was the Gadget Mobile? Wasn't it just like a regular car with a bunch of gadgets? No, in it? The, we're doing the movie version of the Gadget Mobile because that's a cool car. Uh, and you can vote for the best thing ever by visiting us uh, at the Nerd of God Squad page, or uh, you can visit us on our website. That's the nerdofgodcast.com. And you can decide which vehicle will be this season's best thing, thing ever! And with that, we are going to pause for a moment because it is time for us to take a break. Stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. And we will be right back. The Dark Knight stalks the streets of Gotham City. His gallery of rogues wreak havoc upon its citizens. The epic battles span from Wayne Tower to Wayne Manor, and the property damage is off the charts, especially when it comes to gargoyles. But that's where we come in. Hello, we're Gotham Goyles. We sell high-quality replacement gargoyles for you and your damaged public building. We got marble, concrete, stone, and for those with a tight budget, 
Plasta Apiris. We got fat gargoyles, skinny gargoyles, we got African gargoyles, European gargoyles, and you want something really spicy, we even got Puerto Rican gargoyles. We even have them in dynamic poses like gargoyles that can drive, gargoyles under house arrest, gargoyles cooking some delicious garbagool, gargoyles judging fashion, gargoyles on parade, gargoyles in a parade, a parade of gargoyles, gargoyles with kids, adopted gargoyles, celibate gargoyles, gargoyles in therapy, gargoyles waiting at the dentist, gargoyles shooting hoops in their hometown championship game, gargoyles missing the game winning shot causing their wife to leave them, gargoyles eating ducks, ducks eating gargoyles, permanent gargoyles, temporary gargoyles, gargoyles for kids in yaras and bat mitzvahs, that's right, kosher gargoyles, gargoyles fishing, gargoyles money laundering, gargoyles committing tax fraud, we even have celebrity gargoyles, Brad Pitt gargoyles, Michael Jordan gargoyles, Ruth Bader Ginsburg gargoyles. We even have Wesley Snipes gargoyles, also committing tax fraud. We got a gargoyle for every occasion and aesthetic. We work with you and your insurance to bring you the best gargoyle you can afford. We got gargoyle boys and we got gargoyle goyles. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> Call down. So thankful for our sponsor today. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question. What's a celibate gargoyle? <laughs> I don't think I want to know the answer to that. Uh, yeah. Uh, so we are, we are going to be uh, talking about Batman tonight. And uh, the, the, there was a movie that just came out uh, the, uh, not too long ago. So we'll be discussing that a little bit. We'll Lego stay. Batman. We'll stay spoiler free. Uh, we'll stay spoiler free for um, for the first part of it. But then we'll, we'll delve into deeper waters. And we will warn you accordingly. Uh, but first... Who wants to play a game? I do. Ooh, I do, I do. It's been a while since we've played it. It's been a, a while since game. we played the game. So it's we are going to be playing a Gotham City themed game tonight to Ooh. keep it uh, appropriate. No, so I, you guys got your marker boards. Yes. We are going to take them and we are going to go into the highly restricted security, maximum security wing of the Arkham Asylum. And we are going to be looking at Batman's Rogue Gallery tonight. And tonight the, the game is called Made Up or Malefactor. Made up or malefactor? I'm going to be just telling you uh, the identity, the case file of one of Batman's villains. And you have to tell me if they are an actual malefactor of the rogue variety, if they are an actual Batman villain, or if it's something I made up. Okay. Okay. I'm excited so, for this. We are going to. So, if, so do you put M for made up or M for malefactor? Yeah, you can okay. absolutely do that. Uh, so just, you know, it's basically, you know, real or not real is what you want to write. Gotcha. So made up, made up or real. Gonna uh, do real bad at this. So made up or malefactor. <laughs> uh, I will tell you just a little bit of the case file and you will just say, yep, that's real or no, that is something you made up. So uh, here we go. Number one Mitchell Mayo. The Condiment King, who uses ketchup, mustard, or whatever toppings he can find as a weapon in his life of crime. Mitchell Mayo, the Condiment King, made up or malefactor? Made up. Real. Malefactor. Made up. Real. Because I can't spell malefactor. (laughs) (laughs) I just wrote mal. Uh, Mitchell Mayo, the Condiment King, is a real Batman villain. What? Did he he originate on the, the... The 60s show? He is, uh, no, he's from the comic books. Oh. Yeah, and he has also made appearances in animated shows. Yeah, the Bruce uh, Tim show. Mitchell Bale, the condiment king. All right, number two. Julian Gregory Day, who is the calendar man, obsessed with holidays and notable days of the year. 
<laughs> All right, least money. Real, 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 made up, real. He is real. Oh, that is a real Batman villain. And if you are playing the game Arkham City, you can find him locked up in the holding cell underneath the uh, the Gotham City courthouse. Uh, interesting thing is, depending on what day you're playing the game Arkham City, if you go visit him on one of, I think it's twelve actual holidays, his, the dialogue that he will give you will change if it's what? on a holiday. That's and cool. you That's unlock so a trophy or an achievement if you visit him on all of the pre-programmed holidays. Huh. Uh, Christmas Day, Valentine's Day, Thanksgiving, etc. Flag et Day. You find true love on Flag Day. Mm-hmm. Number three, Kite Man. Kite Man is a man who likes kites. <laughs> That's it? He's also a criminal. Kite Man. He's a man who likes kites. Made up or malefactor? We'll he, start the other way. Steven. Made up. Made up. He's real. Made up. Fake news. <laughs> kite Man is real. Oh, oh yeah. Kite Man is real. real? I mean, See, I assume that he wasn't because you didn't freeze. give his his actual I, name. I, so I, I assume he's that real. His uh, his son actually died, and that's why he's that's why he is obsessed with kites. His son, because him and his son, there was his son was Charlie Brown, and a tree ate his kite. He originated from Chicago. Yeah. All right, number four, Egghead. Self-proclaimed world's smartest criminal whose crimes usually have an egg motif to them. Egghead. Made up or malefactor? Starting with Steven again. Real. 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 Made up. Fake. Egghead is real. Uh, and he was played by Vincent Surprise. Price. Yeah. Are there any that aren't real? Uh, yeah, like all of these are just going to be real. So just get used to this history <laughs> lesson. Is that really and a game? And watch the next one. I'm going to guess real, and it's as it is a learning experience. <laughs> yeah. Uh, shame. He is a cowboy-themed villain who does cowboy-themed crimes. Shame. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. I'm no- testing my luck here. Knock knock. Who's there? Yeah. Yahoo. Yeah. That's what Shame says. Yahoo! <laughs> and yippee ki Let's start with uh, Steven. Made up. Real. Fake. Made up. Fake. Shame was a villain in the 1960s Batman TV show. I can hate everything oh, wow. about this. <laughs> there are going to be some made-up ones in this made-up or malefactor game, aren't there? I, I promise nothing. Uh, number six. I'm scared. Social justice. This is a villain who would lure individuals that he considered to be corrupting Gotham to their deaths using social media. Social justice, a villain who would lure individuals that he considered to be corrupting Gotham to their deaths via social media. You have failed this city. Sounds like a Scott Snyder character. Sounds like Instagram. (laughs) Um, Yeah, his sidekicks are named Tick and Talk. No, (laughs) I just made that up. (laughs) Steven. Made up. Made up. This has got to be fake. Please let this be fake. Fake? I made him up. Good job. (laughs) It was very believable. Thank you. So now you know that there are some on here. There's at least one. There is a singular made up. Uh, Number seven. Arnold Wesker and his ventriloquist dummy crime boss, Scarface, who abuses and belittles his mild-mannered puppeteer. For a moment, all I could think of was Wesker from Resident Evil. Wesker. Now it's Wesker's time to disappear. Lisa Money? I said real? Real. 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 Real Madrid. He is real. Yep. 
goes by the name Scarface <laughs> and is actually yep. one of the more interesting mm-hmm. Batman villains. Mm-hmm. You can see him in the Arkham games. Yes, you can. Uh, in fact, in the first Arkham game, uh, Joker has the ventriloquist he dummy does. at the end of the game. Yeah. Um, all right, keeping going. Legal Eagle. This is an anthropomorphic bird who uses legal loopholes to get Gotham's baddies off uh, after apprehension by Batman. Gotham's baddies. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just picturing yassified Gotham <laughs> yeah, I'm saying. City. And remember, just to, to kind of balance the thing, not all of these are like comic book villains. Some of them are, you know, video games. Some of them are animated. Oh, we've Some of them are. That. Just so you understand. So if you have a hard time, like, you know, picturing. Christopher Walken is Legal Eagle. <laughs> okay. I don't know why you've taken my client to jail because of this vigilante. Um, all right, Legal Eagle, mm, start with Luis Mati. Fake question mark? Made up, period. Real. Made up. It sounds too much close to Harvey Birdman, so I said made up. It is made up. I made him up. Oh, okay. Very nice, very nice. Neff, I really appreciate that vote of confidence. Like even if, even was... taking a hit on the point, it makes me feel better. Thank yeah. you. I, that about... was close, but I was like, oh, it's also close to Regal Eagle. Mm-hmm. I thought of Harvey Birdman, too, but I was like, well. Yeah. All right, number nine. Catman. If you picture Batman, but kind of dressed up like Catwoman, stealing cat-themed treasures. Steven, what you got? I put made up. Real. Real. Made up. Real. He is mark. real. Okay. Uh, Catman uh, is real. Also, in the Fairly Odd Parents, uh, there is a, played a superhero by, um, played by Adam West. There you go. Yeah. Named Catman? Yeah. A man named Humphrey Dumpler, who goes by the crime moniker Humpty Dumpty, is an obese, egg shaped man who takes people apart and then tries to put them back together again. Wow. Humphrey, Humphrey Dumpler. So desperately want this to be real. <laughs> uh, Humphrey Dumpler goes by the name Humpty Dumpty, an obese egg-shaped man who takes people apart and tries to put them back together again. And we hope that you guys are playing along at home. When your puzzle obsession goes too far. <laughs> <laughs> Neff, we'll start with you, man. Uh, that's real. Real? That is real. Oh, gosh. Well, yeah, no. they all said it's real, so it's going to be real, but I wrote fake. You I originally also wrote fake real. Because you already said something about eggs before, and I didn't feel like it would be right to have eggs twice. And well, I, I wrote... That is a very sound logic, but apparently in Gotham, there are a lot of bad eggs because Humpty Dumpty <laughs> is a real Batman villain. Oh, man. It's a lot of protein. It was yep. so close. <laughs> Lenny Fiasco is the eraser. A man whose head is shaped like a pencil eraser who hires himself out to erase evidence at the scene of crimes. What is up with Not the skull confused. formations in Gotham? <laughs> Lenny Fiasco, the eraser, has a head shaped like a pencil eraser, and he hires himself out to erase evidence at the scene of crimes. Not to be confused with Lupe Fiasco. <laughs> uh, Steven? I said made up. Made up. Made up. Made up? I said real. The Eraser is a real Batman villain. Oh. <laughs> what was he also, from? I loved the Comic confidence books. in oh. your voice. <laughs> I'm not real. confident about anything. Yeah, she put a question mark at everything she's written. Just leave the question mark. Mm-hmm. Now she's the yeah. Riddler. Less <laughs> writing. Pamela Isley can control plant life and release a pheromone that makes men fall in love with her. For a moment, I thought you misspelled it. I thought you just put three <laughs> letters. most aggressive that I've ever written a word. Pamela Isley can control plant life and releases a pheromone that makes men fall in love with her. Lisa Mati, what you got? True. Real. Rubber lips are immune to her charms. 
She's real. It's true. Real. Real. Yeah, that's Poison Ivy. Oh my gosh, and I know who it is, too. That's right. Played by by the amazing Uma Thurman. (laughs) Steven wrote the rubber lips line on his board as well. How could you not? It's the best line in that movie. You guys are connected. Rubber lips are meteor charms. charms. (laughs) (laughs) That's how he says it. William McElroy is a professor of Egyptology who gets hit in the head and wakes up thinking that he is King Tut. Isn't that a golfer? William McElroy is a professor of Egyptology who gets hit in the head and wakes up thinking that he is King Tut. We got a Rory McElroy. Did it just for the did just it? for the record? I looked up what the eraser looks like, uh-huh. and I was not disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> Send that to our group chat. Good to know. I, dude, I described it well, right? Yes. I mean, he got a. He looks like a villain from The Tick. Doctor Vincent Stegron. Stole a vial of Stegosaurus we, DNA. Wait, did we, we ever we give never, you that? Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Going back. King Tut. A real <laughs> Wait, tell me more about the Stegosaurus DNA. <laughs> <laughs> made up, I'm now intrigued. Made up or malefactor? I said fake. Malefactor. Real. 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 He is real. Aw, oh, man. <laughs> he is real. He is so real. Now we're going to find out how Gotham finds a way. King Tut played by Victor Bono on the um, uh, on the 1960s Batman TV series. It was actually King Tut and the Edge. <laughs> His weekend band, King Tut. <laughs> King Tut and the Edge. Born in Arizona, moved to Babylonia. It was great. Uh, Dr. Vincent Stegron is a scientist. He stole a vial of Stegosaurus DNA, injected them into himself, and turned into a human-dinosaur hybrid. The Stegron was the name. Dr. Vincent Stegron stole a vial of Stegosaurus DNA, injected them into himself, and turned into a human-dinosaur hybrid. Stegron the, sounds like a... Uh, the Stegron Sounds stalks. like an oil company. Stegron, but I've forgotten. <laughs> I mean, oil is technically made of... Dinosaurs. Make the right choice. Sense. Vote Stegron. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. I said fake because it sounds like a name that you would have thought of and been really excited that you thought Stegron. of it. Stegron. Oh, no. What do you got? I said real. Mm-hmm. Real. Made up. I bet made up. All right. Well, you're kind of all right. Oh. But if you wrote all right too, made up, if you wrote made up, you get the point. Stegron and that exact origin and everything like that, actually a Spider-Man villain. Oh. Yeah. So, yes. I was thinking that felt like more yes, of a Spider-Man real, villain. Yes, real, but not a Batman villain. Oh, now we're cross-multiversing. Mm, multiversing. Yep. Cross-platform. Blockbuster. A giant brute. Oh, it's dead. With the... A, a Blockbuster is a giant brute with the, the mind of a child who has been rage-fighting Batman since the beginning. Hmm. Blockbuster, a giant brute with a child's mind, has been rage-fighting Batman from the beginning. Now that you put that Spider-Man thing in my head, I just don't know. I know, I'm very, very um, conflicted with all my answers. You say a giant rhino, I will not know. Commissioner Gordon lights up the bat signal, says, There's a giant childlike brute terrorizing Gotham City. And it's Batman the bat says, signal. It's a blockbuster night. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, show me what you got, Steven. Made up. Real. 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 Made up. He is real. Uh, yes. And there have been three different blockbusters, actually. If you... And that's just in my neighborhood. <laughs> mm-hmm. For someone who's as big of a Batman fan as me, I'm doing very poor at this game. These are, I, listen, I went deep into the trenches for did these. Did you know some of these? Or did I you knew all of them. them. Okay. I knew every every one of them. I've known most of them. Do you know the next one? I think I'm doing pretty good. Oh, you're beating Yes, me. okay. Um, no, there's only one that I found mm. on the internet. There's only okay. one that I did not know of all of these. 
Well, the ones that are real. Um, looking at them. The ones that are, I, I knew the ones that were fake too because I made them up. Oh, true. Uh, Marsha, queen of diamonds, a crafty, seductive uh, villainess who thought diamonds were a girl's best friend. Marsha? Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Queen of diamonds. A crafty, seductive villainess who thought diamonds were a girl's best friend. Queen of the Britons. We will start with Oliver. Real. Fake. Fake. Fake? Real? Marsha, Queen of Diamonds was real. Boo. Hi. From the Batman live action show in the 1960s, and she was played by the same actress who played um, Morticia Adams. Oh, Christina Ricci? Nope, that no, was that she was, was Wednesday. Wednesday Adams. Angelica Houston. No, you're gonna forget it. <laughs> the original. Moving on. Angelica Houston. No, the original. And not only was Morticia <laughs> Adams on there, but Gomez Adams played the Riddler in season three. No, he played M. Bison. <laughs> no, he's Poe Dameron. <laughs> what? Oscar Isaac is, oh, is, he's the, he's is Gomez in the new ones. Um, Gen Z now. Crazy Quilt was a painter who was driven insane, causing him to commit crimes themed around colors and quilts. Weird for a painter to go into a sewing profession. Well, textiles, paint, you know, it's all, it's all, they're all legitimate teen talent entries. It's all Greek to me. (laughs) Next you're going to tell me there's a polka dot man. Crazy Quilt was a painter who was driven insane, causing him to commit crimes themed around colors and quilts. Show me what you got. Lisa Money. Real. Real. Made up. Made up. He is real. He's Man. definitely real. He's definitely real. I'm no longer playing this game. And one, one last one. One last one. You're going to love this one. This is my favorite. Orca. A marine biologist who turned herself into a were-whale for vaguely environmental <laughs> reasons. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> what is the... <laughs> Shh. A whale's in trouble. <laughs> Orca... <laughs> Marine biologist. <laughs> Apparently Thanos snapped and all the whales disappeared. <laughs> it was Star Trek 4 meets Endgame. It was <laughs> the whole thing. There'd be orcas here. Orca, a marine biologist who turned herself. I just love the word werewhale. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a werewolf, but it's a whale. Werewolf. Uh, for vaguely environmental reasons. I've been insulted. By being what happens if you're looking for it? Where's the werewhale? Where, where, werewhale? <laughs> Steven? Made up. Made up. That's real. That's real. <laughs> That's so real. I love you guys. Fake, because I think that's something you would have come up with. Thank you for You're saying that. You're also having that. too much fun saying were Fake. Yeah, we're, we're, he was we're way we're too we're amused. He was too proud of himself. Thank you so much. I am very proud that I found this on the internet under obscure Batman oh, villains. Wow. Yeah. Orca oh, is nice. real. That's amazing. Was that the one you didn't know? Man. That was the one. That was the only one I was not aware of ahead of time. For um, vaguely environmental. Vaguely environmental reasons. Environmental. That is what the that is what the injury on the website said. She's That's trying to amazing. free Willie. She turned herself into a werewolf for vaguely environmental reasons. <laughs> uh, I chose not to pursue that to find out what they actually were, but I was just delighted to know uh, oh, that there was a werewolf out there. Um, all right. For those wondering, that's what they look like. Yeah. We got to get her hooked up with King Shark. Okay. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Shark. We got to get these two together. Yeah. we would be very bad. <laughs> Something tells me that would be very bad. Uh, all right. What are our scores? I had 10. 14. Ooh. Holy cow. 13. I think I had seven. Okay. Eight. Eight. Very good showings from all of you, but yeah. but our winner is uh, is Jamaican Ollie. Jamaican Ollie. Really, did you miss any of them? That was no. really impressive. We did eighteen. Did so you he only know, missed four. Did you know a lot of those, or did you just were you just good at guessing? 
I knew a lot of them. Oh actually. wow! Yeah. Wow! He knows. He knows my tell. I think is what it is. Well, <laughs> uh, every time Tony makes one up, he has a little s- sweet sparkle in his eye that Oliver knows. <laughs> so sparkle. Oliver has won an all-expense-paid weekend at the Arkham Asylum Resort. Oh! oh. That is right. I'll uh, just keep my seven Can I points. bring my children and leave them? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Batman has. Uh, I'm just gonna say, Batman has the best villains. Yes, uh, yeah. in my Does opinion. Uh, well, uh, obviously Ooh, not the obviously not Crazy Quilt. <laughs> <laughs> Who is real? Somebody got paid to write a comic book and come up with a character named Crazy Quilt. It was the '60s. There was a lot of LSD involved. I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who Alice D is, but uh, but Alice needed to stay out of the bullpen because she wasn't very good at coming up. with Well, that, that's why that he guys. had. That's why he had so many Lewis Carroll inspired villains. That is true, and like the Mad Hatter, very nice. And the Tweedledee, Tweedledum, and Humpty Dumpty. I guess we got to get those guys together. Yeah. <laughs> so there, there is a there, there's a lot of great Batman villains, obviously. Some of them did not stay, say, you know, make the test of time. But who is your favorite Batman baddie? Batman baddie. Mm-hmm. I just love that. <laughs> yeah, and, le- and let us know who yours are using hashtag Batman baddie. Yes. I like Mr. Freeze. Um, there was that one origin where, because, uh, you know, comic book characters always yep. have a different origin. Mm-hmm. But the one where he basically he was trying to save the life of his wife, I yeah. believe, and he uh, cryogenically froze her. But then he needed like more money and blah blah blah, and yeah. he was doing things. I think he, he, you know he was doing a bad thing for a good reason. Yeah. So he was one of my favorites. Now that 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 origin for Mister Freeze, because and he'd been around for years. Mister Freeze had been around from the fifties or sixties, I think. But that origin uh, actually came out. Paul Dini wrote that for the animated series. Heart of Heart okay. of Heart of Ice. I think yeah. So that was episode. that was that whole origin came out in the nineties, which it, it really did make that character uh, bring him to another level. Yeah. And um, like he's not my favorite, but I do like that about Mister Freeze because yeah. like you're right, like. I, I started reading um, Arkham White Knight and Mr. Freeze, at least in the beginning of it, is a pretty big character, but just he's just there helping Bruce Wayne. Yep. So he's not even like a bad guy. He's just like, hey, we're trying to we're trying to help people. Yeah. Hmm. So Mr. Freeze is a great answer. Yes. Uh, Batman villains, who, who's your favorite? I love the Riddler. Like I just think that like his comic designs are so Wait, cool. like like green suit bowler riddler or duct tape mask riddler? Uh I like okay, so I grew up being like a you know, a nineties baby. I grew up with the Batman as well as the original animated series, but the Batman had a version of him I thought was the coolest. It was like, I just like the idea that like this unhinged person is like, see like almost like almost as smart as Batman, maybe even smarter than him. When like Batman is like the detective, like he's supposed to be the smartest guy in the room. Well, Riddler could totally beat Batman anytime he wanted to if he didn't have that compulsive need to leave clues. I know. <laughs> like, because he definitely was smarter than Batman, but he had to, like, leave him something to prove it. And that's uh, that's where it always gets you, is the breadcrumbs. Breadcrumbs are what bites you. Um, who, who else? Favorite Batman villain? Joel Schumacher. Ah, uh, ha, ha. No, um, I really... <laughs> my favorite Batman story is Hush, so I want to say that Hush is one of my favorites because Neff already took the Joker. I mean, not the Joker. He took the Riddler, mm-hmm. uh, but I really liked Hush just because there is like an like there's a lot of emotion there. There's history. Um, yeah, I just really like Hush. It's a Hush. good one. Yeah, great. I, I was actually looking uh, through my Hush uh, books today. I think it's um, Batman five oh eight through like five twenty or something like that. And I realized I am missing issue five twelve. I'm really bummed about that. Oh. I need to find it. I just have the uh, trade trade paperback. paperback, and it's signed by Jim Lee. Cool. Um, well, I am not well versed in the um, Batman universe. Whoa, 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 whoa! What does this mean? Unpack that for me. Oh goodness. Okay, so I have 
not technically seen any of the movies. Um, and left quit that day. <laughs> okay, here's here's where you're gonna like. This is either Neff, attack Neff, me Neff, or, or Neff, that headphone cable won't stretch any further away. We're gonna need you to come back to the table. Come back to the table. What do you mean? Um, okay, so I've seen the first half of The Dark Knight. The first half. That's all. Um, so let me let me let me. This is a safe place, you guys. This calm is down. A sa- calm well, you down. were like five years old when that came out. Yeah, okay, so, so I I watched it um, in 2020, in like April of 2020. Oh, did you, did you just not have enough free time to watch the, the second <laughs> half of it in April of 2020? I'm honestly, I'm Lots not going sure. on for everybody. So much going on. Mm-hmm. I'm not really sure why I stopped. I felt like it was over. Like, not that it was over, but I had been watching it for like an hour and 15 minutes. And then it just kept going. And I, I was <laughs> and like, it wasn't over. Well, sure, uh, check out. That's how you, movies so work. You're going to really hate the Batman. <laughs> that's like <laughs> three hours. And it's got so, like four endings to it. Nonstop so bad action. She's going to get up and just like walk out in the middle Have of the movie. Have you seen The Return of the King? Thinking it was over. So the thing is, I wasn't really interested back then. I was just told that that was where I should I should start. Who told you that? I don't know. Okay. Start of the Dark Knight. What about Batman Begins? I don't know. Somebody told. Okay. Somebody also told me. Controversy. Here we go. Uh-oh. Somebody also told me that the Ben Affleck Batman should just be nixed. That that should not exist. But he's like. I, I like I like Batfleck. I know that there's there, there's <laughs> different opinions on that. I, he's great a, Batman, bad, bad movies. movies. Yeah, okay, that's, so that, that's what I've heard from See, some people. That's how I feel. Great Batman, bad, great Bruce Wayne. Sure, yeah. he's, he's yeah. a full package. Yeah, like I, I think any of the people that were in Justice League that played those characters could have been great if they were in a good movie. It was pretty exactly. well cast. My yeah. least favorite of the casting is Ezra um, Miller. Ezra Miller. Yeah. Yeah. Just because I really like Grant Gustin. Yeah, and he's fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's fine, but, you know, just it was just not a great movie. Yeah. So yeah, I'm going to need you to get all the way off my back about the Ben Affleck thing. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I'm also defensive about Ben Affleck as Daredevil if you want to go there, too. Oh, maybe, maybe, another, maybe another episode. Well, I would have been with you on that, but Charlie no, Cox is another epi- I didn't say that he was the best. He's not my favorite Batman either, but he, can, he still has a seat at the table, Steven. I read the You're not my favorite person around this table right now, but we still let you come. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. So, Batman. Yeah, so I don't really have I, I don't have a favorite villain because I've not seen it. Because you're not aware villains. of Batman. Because who is Batman, actually? What do you know, <laughs> what do you know about Batman? Like, give, lay, lay down okay. all the Batman facts that you're aware of. Okay, so prior to today or including today? Uh, prior to today. Prior to today. Mean? Okay, so Batman mm-hmm. is this rich dude. Yeah. That's a superpower. <laughs> this is about to be really embarrassing. Go ahead. Batman is this rich dude who does not have any superpowers. He just has a lot of money mm-hmm. and his parents are dead. And he lives in Gotham. There you go. I mean, that's pretty much all you need to know. And, that, yep, that's all that, I know. That, okay. That's right. a good baseline to to go with. All right, so we'll put a pin in the in the villain thing, and and it's okay. She's here to learn, you guys. It's, here it's to all learn. good. It's oh, all I good. said it was a good baseline. Very ready to learn. All right. So, Lismani, do you have a favorite Batman villain? I know not of the Batman villains other than like the Joker. Like I don't know enough about Batman villains, and I know a little more. I'm very close to Charlotte's level. Like, but I've seen all. Like I've known. I'm friends with Tony like I know Batman but I'm not super exposed to the whole world yet like I don't think I know enough about I mean like r- as of right now my favorite is Pencilhead because that's amazing <laughs> you're right it it's amazing it's the pencil um, so so but we have seen to, you and I have seen four Batman movies together yeah and you don't you can't even like name a bad guy that you like the best out of the I mean probably just the Joker the but I'm saying that's like I don't want Batman I don't villains want, that we've seen we've, we have not seen seven Batman 
Batman Begins, you have Rachel uh, Ghoul and the Scarecrow. Um, Batman uh, Dark Knight, you have the Joker and Two Face. Um, the Dark Knight Rises, you have Bane and Catwoman. And in the Batman, and Talia Al Ghul. Oh, come on. And in the uh, uh, she's yeah. the main baddie in come, that movie. Come on, I'm. Uh, <laughs> I would then, consider her more a baddie than Catwoman. And then you have uh, in the Riddler and the, the Penguin. And the Dark Knight has Falcone. Wait. Is Catwoman a bad guy? Eh, Technically, yeah. Anti-hero, villain, bad guy, romantic interest. Oh. She is a thief. If you're a female Batman villain, there's a good chance Batman's going to kiss you at some point. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 at least when he's delayed reaction. It does happen. It does happen. <laughs> uh, Nick, do you have a favorite Batman villain? I'm going to say Bane. Bane. Oh, Bane's cool. Is Bane the bald Bane. one? Yes. No, his, his Bane is from <laughs> Batman and Robin. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He goes... <laughs> 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 Which is also kind of what it is in like, The Dark Knight Rises. So it's what it sounds, like when, it sounds like, it's what sounds like when I'm having a conversation with you while I'm eating ramen. And he's like... <laughs> <laughs> Who's your favorite Batman villain, Tony? Uh, did least money ever like even not, not even like throw in on like maybe think, half of one? I like think I you said, Joker. Yeah, I, think so. I think I said Joker. Okay, there we go. Off the hook. <laughs> I think I said Joker. <laughs> you you got to try. Um, yeah, I I, there, I just I really love the uh, Batman's villains a lot, but um, yeah, Riddler. I, I always have a thing for the Riddler, but to me, I I love Two Face. I love the complexity. Oh, Two Face is great too. I, I love that that he is, is cool just as much villain as he is you know a hero, and they 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 really don't play that well enough. I think in most of his representations that he is bad and good at the same time. He's ironically enough my number two. Yeah, uh, but not not does, not eraser. Oh no! No, he's, crazy quilt. Number, crazy yeah. quilt is my number two. It's because of the cues. Well, no, because he's a pencil. It's your fault for not number watching two. the movie, Charlotte. I'm right. sorry. No, 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 no. That wasn't a spoiler. That was like an unlocked memory. Okay, so <laughs> there was there a well, I know that there was. I don't remember what it was called. A cartoon mm-hmm. on Cartoon Network. Maybe about the Batman villains, or like, or I'm sorry, not the Batman villains, but it was like DC, and it was like there was. Wonder Woman and Batman and Superman. Yeah, Justice, Justice League. League. Justice League. I watched that when I was little. <laughs> <laughs> you mean Justice League and Justice League Unlimited? I just rewatched those uh, about a few weeks ago. They're so good. They are good. They had really like good. unlocked, and I had a Justice League coloring book. That un- Two Face that unlocked that memory. Okay. Oh, there you wow, go. I'm feeling so real smart today. Two Face is your today. answer. Now. Welcome back oh. to the party. Great job. Oh, there's there's two there's two sides to Charlotte. The one that knows Batman. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> she suppressed all her Batman memories. We, we unlock him. She goes, "Oh no, my favorite is Calendar Man yeah. <laughs> or Jarvis Tech." Uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about the Batman in just a few minutes. But um, uh, this this version of Batman, without getting spoilery into the movie, because we don't want to ruin it. Oliver has not yet seen it. Charlotte has not yet seen oh, it. Oh man, so we're, we're trying we're trying to be out. delicate. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we're going to turn you loose here in just a minute. But but this is a different Batman than mm-hmm. than Batman before. This one is a much more. How would you how would you describe him? What what is different about him? I would I would say he's up and coming. So it's not quite like year one or like Batman Begins when nobody really he has a name for himself, but he's not quite the the Batman that he's going to be. He's still kind of learning the ropes a little bit. Yeah, okay, me, I'm intrigued. Yeah, so we're, we're and and you know you you said the, the kind of the learning the ropes Batman, and I think that that's that's spot on. I think that's very intentional in the way that this movie was made, and that brings me back to Charlotte. So Charlotte, you read a book today. Welcome to Charlotte's Book Report, everybody. And now it's time for a book report by Charlotte the Intern. 
Charlotte, book reporters. And Charlotte, we uh, we we went around today. We explored the city of Orlando, and uh, tell us about where we where we went today. Okay, so I'm probably gonna get the names wrong. That's fine. I'm here for you. Okay, so we went to two. Can I call them? What are they? Comic shops. Mm-hmm. Comic. Yeah, that's what they are. Okay, we went to two comic shops. It was amazing. <laughs> I was like just in awe the entire time. Everything was so cool. Um, we went to Coliseum. Great. Coliseum. And Gods and Monsters. Oh. Um, so we went to both of these, and I felt very uncultured um, looking around because I was like, wow, I don't know what some of this stuff is, but also I do what a lot of it was. It was kind of a mixed emotions thing. Um, but Tony bought a book, um, and I might mess the title up. We'll see. Batman Year One. That's the yes, one. That's yeah. a great book. So great I read that book. today. It was the first comic book, graphic novel, whatever that I've ever read. Wow. wow. It's okay. a great place to start. It was yeah. so good. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You finished it? Cool. I finished it. Yay. Yeah. Wow. It, was, it was so good. So wait, that was the first time you ever read any comic book or like, yeah. so like, what was it like for you having that format for the first time? Okay. So it was super weird. It was kind of hard to get used to because they kept going back and forth between, um, Gordon, right? Gordon yeah. and mm-hmm. Batman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there was no like transition. It was just like, okay, here's this and then here's this and we're just going to keep going back and forth. And so that was kind of confusing in the beginning, but once I got the hang of it, I was there. Yeah. I was here and I was ready. We'll keep you away from Anna from uh, manga. It's oh <laughs> a gosh. whole other level of <laughs> one, one of the comics. things that I really really like about year 1, I'll let you talk about. It. I don't want to jump into it just yeah. yet. Yeah, so Harvey I learned about Harvey Dent a tiny bit. I learned about Commissioner Gordon. He had a scandalous plot line. Wow, I was not expecting that. A little bit um, with his uh, his his wife, and then the other. Yes, yeah. the other. Oh, no. I, it was it was unexpected. Um, there was a really intense scene where, um, like, I didn't think that a comic book could be so intense, mm-hmm. but oh, yeah. I was, I was like getting worked up. Like it was it was <laughs> it was really intense. It was this scene where these people are coming after Commissioner Gordon or Lieutenant Gordon's family and like they've got his baby his newborn baby mm. and the, the baby ends up falling like off this bridge and my heart was like oh my gosh it was going so fast no. right but the baby didn't die they caught the baby <laughs> but it, yeah it was really intense I didn't think that a comic book could be so intense we'll save Watchmen for when you're older <laughs> <laughs> was that baby was that baby supposed to be Barbara um, no, the baby was James. James, James? yeah. Okay. Yep. Oh, James. Oh, is that going to be a character in the future? Uh, yes. In, in some iterations. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. James. James. Kind is, of ready. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. He's not a very uh, well-known Batman character. Oh. Okay. Um, but he's out there. Uh, so, so yeah, this really was kind of like an origin story for Batman and for Gordon as well. Yes. As he kind of comes up through uh, the corruption of the Gotham City Police Department. And, yeah, it was it was really interesting. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. We also met. Who I'm guessing is Catwoman? Yeah, Selena Kyle. Yes, Selena. Mm-hmm. That was that was also kind of weird because then we were jumping between three different uh, mm-hmm. points of view, mm-hmm. so that kind of got a little confusing. But so, so you're, wh- who did you like? Who was your like go away? Like that's my that's my my dog that right there. That's my main character. That's the one I like. I'm cheering you know, for. I liked Gordon. Yeah, Gordon's awesome. I yeah. did. I didn't like the whole scandal, but. I don't know. I I really liked him. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's just a man. He doesn't have any like powers. He doesn't have yeah. any money. He's just a cop trying to do the right thing. Trying, trying to do the right thing. Trying I'm to save ready Gotham. to learn more about Harvey Dent though. Mm-hmm. Because 
I've heard that he Watch becomes... the second half of The Dark Knight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so, so that'll be my homework this week. I'm yeah, going to go back go and watch. watch. Well, watch Batman Begins because it's heavily influenced by year one. Batman Begins. Yeah, so it's, I think The Batman is too. Yeah. Yes. Agree, uh, so I'm yeah. going to watch The Batman on Tuesday. Yeah. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah, well, a sequel. Just I think a the next, warning, it's very long. The next it is. I will leave. The Batman's like Batman. It's an hour and 15 minutes, guys. I'm going to take off. <laughs> it's fine. I'm sure I got most of it's it. It's three installments of hey, one we, hour and 15 minutes. We yeah. can't blame a 16-year-old Charlotte. Yeah, the Batman, I feel like, is is like watching a, like an entire Netflix series in one sitting. That's the way yeah. it feels okay. watching that movie. Yeah. So uh, just be prepared for that and pee before you go in. So <laughs> your next step, is would it be the long Halloween would be the next? Uh, very, very possible. In the story yeah, in the storylines? Is this another comic book? It is. Yeah, it's another, another Batman so story. Uh, is it a big one like that? It's bigger. It's, it's okay. And it's lot, really again, good. Like this, again, this is the Batman. Arena, it, yeah. it, the the Batman is also heavily inspired by the Long Halloween as well. Okay. It's a mix so, of a couple. Yeah, yeah, we'll get you. We'll get you queued up. We'll get you caught up. So what do you? Give I'm it excited for you. Out of uh, <laughs> out of five uh, five cannons, how many how many cannons do you give it? I give it all the cannons. All, all the cannons. Batman Year One has some, one of my favorite Batman lines of all time. It's when he like drops in on the party guests, and he's like, "Ladies and gentlemen, you have eaten well. You have eaten yes. Gotham's wealth and spirit." But um, be prepared, your time is ending, or something like that. I can't so remember good. exactly what he says, but it's like such a boss move oh. by was, okay. by Batman. It was interesting how in the beginning he was like he was trying to be this you know vigilante and and trying to um, be who Batman is now, and people were like looking down on him, and he was like, "No, guys, like I'm." There was this scene where I'm not I'm not really sure what was happening because it was in the beginning. But he like dropped down onto this um, this like ledge, this balcony that had a bunch of kids on it, like teenage boys, and um, one of them like th th they kind of took it as like he was attacking them, and he wasn't attacking them, and so then it was it was like this this weird moment of well no guys I'm I'm not I'm not the bad guy. I just thought that was really cool how people like thought he was the bad guy in the beginning. Yeah, people were you know he's fear you know. Yeah, and, uh, I am I am fear. Uh, cool. Well, all right. So that's a good recommendation, and don't forget that you can win Charlotte's copy of Batman Year One oh. by yeah. sharing this podcast on your social medias and uh, tag Nerd of Godcast in it wherever you tag it. You'll get an entry, and if we select you, you will get Charlotte's copy of Batman Year One on us at the Nerd of Godcast. Uh, so so Batman. Year one kind of shows a very different Batman than the one that maybe we discover later on. And again, we're going to talk about the new movie, The Batman, in a moment. But o over the years, and I don't know how long you've been a Batman fan. I have been one forever and ever. But Batman's been around for 85 years yeah, now. Yeah, since it? it's 39. Yeah, so 30, 39. 83 years. Um, yeah, he's been around for a minute, you know. So, And o over that time... He has transformed an awful lot. Earlier, mm -hmm. you mentioned Adam West. Do mm -hmm. you guys know who Adam West is? Mm -hmm. That's the animated series. He's mm -hmm. Catman. And is Adam West also um, Mermaid Man? No, but it's inspired by, by okay, Mermaid so that's, Man. That's kind of he's Catman. He's Catman. Okay. From Fairly Odd Parents. So he's, so he's also the mayor, and I think Family, family guy. guy. That's true. But it's Adam West. It's not yeah. like <laughs> he is Adam West. Yeah. Adam West played Batman in the 1960s TV series and he was a very campy Batman, you know, really um over the top, uh cartoony, 
you know, real tongue in cheek, silly Batman. Live action. And I, I remember in 1989 when the the Tim Burton Batman came out, Adam West really thought that he was going to come back and play Batman. Imagine what it would have been like to see Tim Burton's Batman with Adam West in the cape and cowl. Batman. 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 Tim Burton did two Batman movies with Michael Keaton as Batman. Were they really dark? They were dark, but they were delightfully dark. They were They're, Tim Burton. Well, they were dark for 1989. Right. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah like yeah, if, yeah. if, if you compare it to the Batman, it's a very lighthearted children's film. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> that's true. It's, well, it's more like Kiwi's Big Adventure. Well, the only other big like superhero movie at the time was Superman. Superman. Yeah. Which yeah. is like it's adult in its own way, but it's it's a but it's very comic. Family. It's very yeah. much from the comic book page. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So and I think at the time people weren't really prepared for oh, this is a Batman who wears all black. He's more gritty and grounded and realistic. And they and the, remember in 1980. The last time we'd seen Batman was 30 years before, like live action Batman was 30 years before as Adam West on the the really campy, you know, like when they'd swing at the bad guys, the, the screen would light up with like a pow or biff or, you know, like, so really, really cheesy, really cartoony, you know, live action Batman. And this is and we go directly from that 30 years later to Tim Burton's dark, all black wearing Batman with a Joker who kills people. Yeah. And, oh, Batman uh, kills wow, people. Too. That's a big change. It, it was it was a big transformation. And over the years, Batman started, like, in the 30s, he was, you know, very noir, very detective, you know, the, the dark, shadowy figure. And then through the 1950s, he became a little more lighthearted, heroic. Robin came in and made it a little more kid-friendly, cartoony, comic booky. The 60s, he went straight campy, you know, yeah. just, just real. Watch. Some just can't get rid of a bomb. <laughs> so what am I, they, they, so they did a movie, which was really three parts of a TV show. Um, and, and it was just, is that where the bat shark repellent came in? So yeah, he's like he, he, they're they're trying to he's hanging from the the rope ladder of the of the bat copter, and a shark bites his leg, and there's just a big giant foam rubber shark hanging off of Batman's <laughs> leg. So he asks Robin up in the helicopter, Robin, hand me down my super bat anti shark repellent. So Robin grabs a little can of spray. Well, no, from no the he doesn't dashboard. grab it. He like he gymnastics he, himself he, down. He grabs the spray, <laughs> and then goes down the ladder. But then doesn't climb down the ladder. He locks his legs in the ladder and then hangs upside down <laughs> for no reason, right above Batman. And hands in the spray, with which Batman sprays the shark. As one does. And the shark immediately lets go, falls to the water below, and explodes. <laughs> that's As a shark amazing. does. And that's why yeah. Michael Caine, who was in Jaws the Revenge, ended up becoming Alfred. That's exactly <laughs> so they right. Come it full all circle. ties together. <laughs> this time it's personal. Uh, yeah, really, really campy. There's a t- there's a bomb, and Batman has to get rid of the bomb. It's, a big, it's a big comical one. It's a one, big, like a big giant. Like it's, like, from, it's like from What's Amount of You. Like it's a yeah, Rocky I'm, and Bullwinkle bomb. It's like he's Batman. He's really Bomberman. And he's running around with his bomb trying to find a place to throw it so it won't hurt anybody. And he runs around the corner and there's a woman pushing a baby carriage. She's like, ah! And he turns around and has to run the other way. And he goes to throw it and a a group of nuns Nuns, come walking over. He's like, ah! (laughs) And he just can't throw it anywhere. He's like, and he says, some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. That's so great. (laughs) So cheesy. And that was the Batman that, that, that when I was a kid, when I watched Batman, that's what we had. And then in the comic books, uh, uh, Denny O'Neill and, and Neil Adams came along and they made him a little bit more of kind of a dark, shadowy, mysterious figure. And then in the, the 80s, with The Dark Knight Returns, uh, Frank Miller brought him back as like a very dark, angry, vengeful Batman. Intense. Yeah. And then now we're in the movies and, and Batman is a much darker character. Yeah. But with The Batman he's even transformed even more. Like, instead of just kind of being the Christian Bale reclusive, I must do this, it's my man's justice and vigilance. Um, 
Batman now is maybe got a, a little bit of a different flavor. He's more vengeful. He's a detective. He's he, vengeance. He's, he's emo. <laughs> well, emo, emo. Take, take the Batman suit off. Robert Pattinson oh. Batman. Like, how would you describe Robert Pattinson's Batman? Moody. <laughs> yeah, well, moody. Bruce Wayne is moody. definitely his. He's Bruce Wayne is definitely moody. And I'm talking about the, the Bruce Wayne. I'm talking because yeah. because there's th- those are both parts of that character. Yeah, I think I read somewhere that Matt Reeves wrote Bruce Wayne like with Kurt Cobain in mind. Yeah, like kind of like reluctant to be in the limelight, doesn't like fame, and kind of hates the spotlight. Mm-hmm. So that was like the motivation for his Bruce Wayne is Kurt Cobain. Why why does Batman change? Why has Batman since 1939 changed so dramatically and so many times? I was just going to ask that. Because culture's changed. I mean, things have, I mean, people have become so desensitized to things. Everything got the envelope just kept getting pushed, pushed and pushed. And as worse and worse things started happening in the real world, uh, it was kind of like a natural progression to make people understand. Because if we, if you read a story from that's set in like the 50s Batman, like that that goofy Batman, it's harder to relate with that Batman because, like, we don't we didn't grow up in the fifties or the sixties or, or like that. So where our biggest worry was communism. Yeah, and now now we don't have to worry about Russia at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's no problem at all. Super easy. I I, I also think um, like right like comic books have changed. Where like if you look at the like I've read the the original the nineteen thirty nine first Batman issue. And it's kind of campy. It's not great, but it's it was probably good for 1939. But as comic books have evolved, as comic books have, you know, the writing of comic books, comic books are taken more seriously. That gives writers an opportunity to kind of tell different, more real, more darker stories. And that comes from so, books like Watchmen and stuff like that. So the comic book has evolved with the movies? Well, the, the, movies, the movies have only been around for like 30, a little bit over 30 years. Yeah. Unless you count the show. The, comics, the comic book hasn't always been dark. Well, they, no, it no, no. changed. The, the, comic, like, the, the comic book used to feature such characters as Condiment King and the, the oh, right, and right, Crazy Quilt. Right. And, at one, and at one time, Batman and Robin also used to go on uh, hunts with Scooby Doo and the gang. Oh yeah, they did, didn't they? That's true. On the Scooby Doo yeah. show, they went. It was Kate. Was it? It was Casey Kasem. So this is my question: Batman has changed a lot, and we can say that's a reflection of the time. Um, why do we keep trying to change Jesus? Why does Jesus change so much? Why did Jesus go from being a, a carpenter to a king to my homeboy? To just this laid back guy who's more interested in giving us our way and being our friend and being just, you know, laid back and whatever. I think society, like the culture around us is all of a sudden you need to, it's like you need to try and find ways to make Jesus more palatable to people. Like, oh, how are we going to, bring Jesus to this group of really sensitive you know everyone's trying to be woke everyone's trying not to upset anyone or cross any lines so there's just this weird overly sensitive I don't know that's like a controversial thing to say but like an overly sensitive culture we have around us in the world now so now we need to just present Jesus in a way that we can sort of sneak him into people in the least offensive way possible um and which really, honestly, I mean, it's like we've lost some respect for Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say we, we form Jesus to fit what we want Jesus to be. Mm-hmm. So if we want Jesus to be, um, you know, fitting popular culture right now, we just whoop, form Jesus here and then 
platform views us to fit that view. How do we see that uh, affect us? Like what 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 are what actions or what as Christian culture transforms as our view of Jesus transforms or uh, evolves? I think people. I, I think this is what kind of answered your question. But I think people no longer seek holiness; they seek a homeboy. Like they want oh, they they want Jesus to instead of trying to seek a life that Jesus would live, they want Jesus to accept the life that they want to live. Mm. Right. So it's like, you know, I want to go do these things. You know, it's not, exa- it's not that bad. So I think Jesus would be okay with it. So I'm going to, I'm going to allow that in my life mm. and I'm allow other people to do that too. Whereas, you know, Jesus, Jesus is calling us to take up our cross daily and follow him rather than, Hey Jesus, you can come along if you want to. That's good. Yeah. I think that's how a lot of people are. I think that's why the, I think that's why churches change too. And that's where you get a lot of seeker friendly. So stuff. why did we change Jesus into that? Why did we change Jesus into um, DoorDash Christ? You know, he just kind of shows up when we want him to and gives us what we want instead of the, the Jesus that demands respect and demands uh, loyalty and obedience. Because it's easier to follow yeah. the Jesus that is a homeboy. Or to not follow, exactly. depending on how we feel today. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's like the It's like the difference between the people... Um, that were following Jesus and the disciples. When Jesus talked about the real cost of following him, a lot of his disciples, a lot of the people that were following him just went back to what they were doing because it was too difficult, where the disciples were the one that stuck it out. And I feel like a lot of people, like you said, it's just like, oh, well, no, it's just easier just to keep doing what I was doing. And, you know, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll respect Jesus on Sunday, but I'm going to do whatever I want, you know, Monday through Saturday. Oliver, you've been doing this for a long time. You've been following Jesus for, for a minute. And um, how have you seen the, the culture shift around people's perspective uh, in the mainstream of, of the person of Jesus during your lifetime? Yeah, definitely have been a lot of changes. Like I, I remember seeing those like um, is it bumper stickers and T-shirts where it shows Jesus and he's like has the two thumbs up. Yeah. And yeah. it's like... Buddy, Buddy Christ. Christ. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, but that's, I mean... He wants to be our friend, sure. but it's not the kind of, fr- <laughs> how am I tr- trying to get this out? Um, we want him to be a friend on our terms. Yes, yeah. exactly. We want him to be a friend on our terms and not the terms that he has set forth in his word. Yeah. Um, and that's that's not the way it goes. I mean, yeah. I mean, and then there's the, like also the, the go Jesus is your birthday t-shirts, <laughs> <laughs> everything for Christmas time. It's like... <clears throat> That's <laughs> it just seems odd. It's it's yeah. We we've made Jesus super casual. Yes, and yeah. and it's really hard. And I, I, I we were thinking about it earlier, and I was just going, you know, it's weird because we don't have a frame of reference when it comes to the proper way to handle ourselves with a king. Right. You know, the closest thing that we have to a king would be like what a president, and we live in the world of let's go, Brandon. You got a president that you can, if you don't like him, you could just tear him apart on Twitter, and in four years you could vote him out um, or or whatever. And but but a king doesn't work that way, and we don't understand that as a culture. We don't understand what it means that you do what the king says, not because you like it, not because you voted for him, but because he's the king, right. and it's his right to tell you. What to do? And now Jesus doesn't come to, uh, you know, he, he has never come to be cruel. I mean, but he is, he's definitely come to give us a yoke. I mean, his yoke is easy and his burden is light, but he did not come to placate or to cater to us. And I think that's the Jesus that we've created for ourselves today. You know, Batman's gotten darker, but Jesus has gotten, you know, more weak and watered down. And um, I just get I just get concerned, you know, when when I start thinking about that, like in my life, have I have I allowed myself to get, you know, casual 
with my relationship with Jesus and just kind of treat him like my homeboy hmm. or my buddy instead of my king. Yeah. My Lord. You know, so again, it's only been, you know, 83 years of Batman, but it's been over 2,000 years of Jesus. I think culture has changed from, you know, this is the carpenter's son to this is the Messiah to this is the king to this is the our, our Lord to this is, you know, my homie Jay, you know, <laughs> and, you know, I, and I think that, you know, that we started painting Jesus in a picture that there was the, the Jesus people movement in like the, you know, 70s. Um, it was really easy to kind of translate biblical Jesus into hippie Jesus, you know, mm-hmm. and that was, you know, Jesus with the long flowing blouse and the the, gen- the denim pants and the sandals walking around putting flowers in, in the, the the guns of soldiers. Yeah. Jesus Christ superstar. It's what we yeah. wanted. You know, yeah. we want we want Andrew Lloyd Webber Jesus <laughs> um, and. But, but we've allowed that to get so far that we've just kind of turned him into passive, you know, I'm so sorry. Please let me be your friend, Jesus. Well, yeah, and it, feel, I, it feels like, and I, I'm not going to lie, I've been guilty of this before, um, disguising uh, or trying to disguise evangelism uh, as um, something more marketable. Uh, like disguising Jesus to somebody who wouldn't normally follow Jesus mm-hmm. as someone who loves you no matter what lifestyle you live yeah. uh, which he does but it doesn't mean that you should be living that lifestyle he doesn't condone it he exactly. loves you but he doesn't have to condone it but I've just I, I mean I, like I said I'm guilty of this of trying to make Jesus more marketable to people that they would accept him a lot easier instead of actually trying to do things the, the real like, way by like we have to don draper jesus like yeah. we have to be the ones that, we have to be his, his marketing department yeah. and say oh oh no wait wait he's really cool i promise just take my word for it instead of evangelizing instead of taking his word for yeah, it yeah instead of evangelizing his actual words right i'm selling right. jesus which is not what you're supposed to do and it's really difficult in a, in a culture that we have now where where i'm going to use the word sin where sin is not something that you do but it's something that you are that it's really hard to take Jesus as he is because it's like just the fact that Jesus exists and he is holy and he demands holiness or deserves holiness, just because of that, we have to automatically adjust who we are and we're not a people who like to adjust. Yeah, so we'll we'll adjust Jesus. We'll lower the bar. We'll soften him up. But my Bible tells me in Hebrews that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So if you find yourself, you know, washing out the palate of who your Jesus is, I would just really strongly encourage you to um, stop, look at what the word says, find out who Jesus actually is, look at his benefits, but then count the cost because Jesus does, as Stephen said, require us to take up our cross. And that's no small thing. Uh, we're going to talk about the Batman uh, right now, but before we do, I want to say goodnight to Charlotte, the intern, and to Oliver. We're going to let them scoot out of here so we don't spoil anything for them. Uh, Good night, Charlotte. Good night, Ollie. Good night. And uh, we will be back right after this. Hey friends, pack your bags and grab your favorite snacks because we're going on a road trip. Join me as I take you to see some of the nerdiest, geekiest, pop culture infused destinations across the continental United States. We'll even be sure to get all the best pictures and find a keychain with your oddly spelled name on it while we're there. Welcome to America's America. You've heard it said to remember the Alamo, but I say to you, to remember our roots as geeks and gamers. This week, we're making our way down memory lane in the Lone Star State. For all our friends obsessed with leveling up, racing Rainbow Road, 
and taking side quests, we're taking a trip to the National Video Game Museum. As you enter the museum, you'll find yourself greeted by a gaming start screen, prompting you to interact with the NPC salesperson who will ask just how many tickets you want to the game. From 8-bit to 4K, you can find yourself immersed in the history of video gaming that paved the way for all us nerds today. Visitors are encouraged to interact with the displays, including an oversized two-player Pong, and have reported spending a minimum of two to three hours exploring the open world of gaming. Throughout the museum, you can play the game within the game by finding Easter eggs hidden amongst the displays, making this trip worthwhile for those who want to learn more while having some fun. And to top it all off, each visitor is given four free tokens that can be redeemed in the fully functional arcade within the museum. But for those trying to beat the high score, fear not, you can get more tokens to play to your heart's desire. At the end of your visit, be sure to grab some items from their loot box and gear up for your next adventure. The National Video Game Museum is located north of Dallas, Texas, and for just $12 a visit, is open to gamers of all ages. Thanks for joining me this week on America's America. Lise Marty and I, we went to go see the Batman the we other day. We did. Tell me what you thought about it. I have thoughts. My, I'm going to start with my criticisms. Sure, why not? There are no criticisms allowed. Because they're not that many, but they're there. Uh, so, with the Batman... Hold on. She's, pull, she's pulling out the down. notes. <laughs> um, no, they're not even like a big, big thing. Honestly, um, my biggest criticism, which is probably the more common one, is just like how long it was and it's not even about it being as long as it was because there's long movies yeah 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 it's just that it didn't need to be that long there was a lot of stuff that could have been edited out and would have made that movie a good half hour shorter and it would have lost nothing see i I agree with you on that there's like mm -hmm. no go ahead I was going to say just that there was, like, so many moments. Like, there was a car chase scene, and that car chase, like, action scene, whatever was happening there, that thing went Batman on. chasing the penguin. Yes. Spoiler alerts, by the way. We are now yeah, deep in spoiler, spoiler territory. It went on and on to the point that I got lost in my own thoughts going, what time do I have to wake up tomorrow morning? <laughs> I started arranging my mental schedule for what I was going to do the next day, looked back at the movie, realized, oh, dang it, I've been missing this car chase scene, and then went, Oh wait, dang! They're still, still, the still going, still going, and, and that- then re-engaged with the car chase scene, and the car chase scene was still happening. Like it was just if they could have just trimmed out a lot of this sort of excess, like we're sitting here doing nothing. Nine which- minutes of Robert Pattinson sitting at the side, the bedside in the hospital. Right. Not, nine minutes of talk. It just it, if that all could have been eliminated, this movie would have been. I think a superior film. Steven seems to have a different take. Yeah, on that. I completely disagree with that mentality. Not mentality. I did not feel that way. I should say, um, I actually, I I looked at the time when watching Avengers Endgame. I not once looked at my phone to see what see what time it was, see how much movie was left in this movie because I didn't feel like it was a three hour long, nearly three hour long movie. No, um, I felt like this movie I, yeah. started and ended like five times during the movie. I really liked the movie. There were movies within the movie. But I felt every minute of three hours. Oh, not me. I I could have take. I could have done another half hour of that movie uh, myself. Which I could have done another half an hour of the movie if it was paced a little bit better. I just think there were some scenes that could have done with a little bit better uh, just trimming, just tr- just a little little long, little little long in, in the 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 talky talky. Um, and and the car chase was very exciting. I like the new Batmobile. 
Yeah. I, yeah. I think it's I really, like it. really cool. When it, when it shows up, I yeah. mean, and the way it rumbles, we yeah. weren't even like a Dolby theater when we saw it, yeah. but the way they made the, the seats rumble, I mean, you feel the power. Yeah, it was very exciting. That thing. And yeah. it's just a muscle car, but it's like... Yeah. You tell it souped up. Yeah, it was a great, great scene. I enjoyed the car chase. I thought the penguin was fantastic. Oh my Colin gosh. Farrell was amazing. I kept forgetting it was Colin Farrell. Yeah, he should should have won Oscar. <laughs> yeah, um, but it was. But again, I thought I thought there were some scenes that were just a little a little touch long. I mean, I guess I can see that. I didn't feel that way, but I guess I can see how somebody would. Yeah. And it didn't yeah. take away. It was still a great movie. Like it's not like I left and went like, oh, that's you know was whole, like so unpleasant because of how long it was. I just I don't like that. I felt it could have been shorter, and the movie itself could have been unchanged. It could have just been shorter. Like the whole thing could have been unaffected and just edited a little better. And then the only other thing is just like Robert Pattinson. I love him. I think he's super talented. I hate that he gets has ever gotten hate. I think he's a fantastic actor, and I liked his Batman. Bruce Wayne's a little weird, but I still liked it. But really, my only issue is just that there was nothing particularly, like, distinguishable to me about him. He wasn't... There was nothing exceptional. There was nothing memorable. It's not, you know... you. I feel like there's... In the history of Batman, you think of characters and performances and, you know, certain things stand out. Like, there was nothing about him that I feel like was unique and, like oh, wow, this Batman is just iconically known for, for be, I mean, what, that he's emo, that he's a little sensitive? Like, I don't know. Like, he just, nothing about him was super complex. He really liked Nirvana, so there was that. <laughs> uh, I, I'm i going to disagree with you, not that your, that your opinion is not valid, mm-hmm. but I think that this is the smartest Batman we've ever had. Yeah. You're not from a technological standpoint. He actually has... Very little gadgets. He's like maybe he three had years. camera contact lenses. That was like the biggest high tech thing that he had. And he had the the the, the, the gap gap yeah and the wings grappling gun. That's but but then you go like Bale's Batman. He had like all the different like ching 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 all the batarangs did different things. He had those? the Arkham Batman. But he had Lucius Fox making stuff for him. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. And he, he didn't need bat repellent. I know, but that's repellent. what I'm saying. Like he didn't have like all the gadgets that the other Batmans have. Batmans, Batman, Batman. Uh huh. Have had, and I think that him using his brain to solve things more than I've seen every any other Batman do it was really cool. And like one thing I really like about this Batman is he his eyes are so important to how he he reacts to things because like he he obviously emoted with his the way he was talking and stuff, but the way he would just look around the room and just he could you could tell that he was looking at every single inch of the room just yeah, with his eyes. That. I can yeah. see that. My favorite thing about this Batman movie is that he is well, he's not he's on the way to be the world's greatest detective. Yeah. Cuz he's not he's still learning, he's still like learning the ropes, but one of my things that they've always left out of Batman movies that I've always loved that they do in the comics is that he is a detective. Mm-hmm. And maybe for a little bit in the um the Dark Knight trilogy, except a lot of that was Alfred, there wasn't really a lot of detecting going on in the other movies. Um, so that was one of my favorite things about this. And this is going to sound dumb, but whenever he took his cowl off, he had black stuff around his eyes, which <laughs> made me so happy because every other live-action Batman, when he takes his mask off, his eyes are squeaky clean, and he obviously has, like, like grease paint around his eyes. Can I say, for, for him being, like, a brand-new Batman and, like, he's going into it for the first time, uh, like, it's only, like, year two, I think they said, his relationship with Gordon was really interesting because it felt like Gordon who had been there for a while was kind of teaching Batman this system 
Like, I don't know if, that, if you guys got the same vibe, but I got it as like. That was one of my favorite parts of the yeah. movie. Was so their the dynamic is my they favorite part. They trust each of the other, movie. but yeah. they're the only ones they can trust. That's yeah. why. And I don't think any. Like, I 100% agree with everything you guys have just said. I just felt like. And maybe it's not even the Batman side as much as maybe the Bruce Wayne side. There was like an emotional complexity that was. I don't know. Like, there was just something. And maybe though, I don't know what the plans, future plans are for the Batman. Maybe they'll we'll see more of it. But he just. Something about his performance as Bruce Wayne will be forgettable for me. Not because it wasn't good, but just because it wasn't particularly memorable. Well, I agree with you on that. Okay. Um, flipping over from the bat to the cat, uh, Zoe Kravitz. I thought she was good. I, I thought she was really good. I really I really enjoyed it. I like that they uh, added the, the long Halloween thing where, like, she was uh, Falcone's daughter. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's, that's kind of neat because they didn't do that, obviously, in the Dark Knight right. movies. Yeah. Oh. Um, just good, then? I, I thought she, I thought she was good. I I didn't think she was like the the you know I don't think I think I still think Michelle Pfeiffer is the better Catwoman, but I think that Zoe Kravitz has potential. Skipping right over Anne Hathaway, going straight back Anne to Michelle Pfeiffer. Anne Hathaway was good. I think I think Zoe Kravitz in my Kravitz in my opinion is probably one of the best Selena Kyle's. But I'm also one of the few that I I like Michelle Pfeiffer's version. She's not my favorite, but we can all agree that she's better than Halle Berry. Kravitz looks the most like the modern uh, Catwoman with like the short hair and like if she shows up with like a pair of like orange tinted goggles in the next movie I'm gonna be I'm gonna be like 100% sold I think she's I think she has potential to be the best Catwoman but right now she's just under Michelle Fiverr but above everybody else we all have very, we have very different worlds. Did you not like her on this one? No, I thought she was great. I think you guys oh. are really downplaying how good she was um, I, thought I said she, she was my favorite. You said she was good but then I said she was my favorite out of the rest of them. I said she was the second best out of like all the cat. I thought I think that she was one of the more interesting parts of this movie. Like she actually seemed to have more motivation for what she was doing and more. She was better driven than than Batman was. I think she had clearer motivations. And not not to downplay or, or disregard anybody else. I just thought she was really really great. And I I think that in the moments between her and Robert Pattinson, she brought the lion's share of the chemistry. Yeah, yeah. Between, I, 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 yeah but they've been friends for years, so like they have natural chemistry together. Uh, the, the kiss, I don't know. I felt like the kiss was a little forced, but I kind of get why it happened. I, I don't know. It was it was kind of weird for me. I, it, it just came out of nowhere. Well, to be fair, you're uncomfortable watching people with any kind of physical intimacy. I understand. It's just part of who you are. Um, w- okay, so the Riddler. Ooh. He was, <laughs> I mean, I really liked the Riddler, but at the same time, it was just like, this could be like a legitimate, like actual like serial killer in real life. So I mean I I really enjoy the Riddler. He's my favorite version of the Riddler that I've seen in any live action uh, performance. Nick, you saw this movie, right? I don't think he's listening to us because I don't All think right. he's watched it. Fantastic, <laughs> he has completely checked out. Um, <laughs> so definitely creepy. I mean, oh, every, yeah, everything yeah. short of Gwyneth Paltrow's head in a box. Yeah, yeah, I, mean, I know exactly. <laughs> the uh, the Arkham scene when when he's having the conversation with Batman. Now, this was weird. I thought it took me out for a little bit when he started, like, screaming, like, ah, I was like, all right. But then I thought about it more. I'm like, a crazy person would definitely just start randomly, like, screaming when like when they didn't get their way. At least, Marty, as a, as a mental health professional, <laughs> uh, weigh in on that, please. Uh, he definitely seemed insane. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's official. There you go. Well, there you go. <laughs> uh, so so let's let's talk about some stuff that I. A, any other like just nuggets of, of the Batman? Uh, I I will say this. This is my like kind of opinion about the movie. Whereas I think, I think, I'm just gonna say it, I think the Batman is my favorite Batman movie, and I feel like 
in my opinion, it's the most, it's like I was watching a Batman comic book made into a movie than watching a comic book, a movie about a comic book. Does that make sense? Is that your hot take on it? No, that's just how I feel. You just said you had very strong opinions. That I, I feel like I, I enjoy this one better than The Dark Knight. I need more Alfred. That's all I know. Andy Serkis, Alfred? Yeah, I kind of like him. I, li- uh, I like Jeremy Irons more. To me, my, Michael Michael uh, Kane. Michael, Michael Kane is my Kane favorite is, Alfred. He's the best. I, I'll say this. I don't think that this movie had what uh, what Heath Ledger brought, that, that dynamic standout, t- let's talk about this character character. Mm-hmm. This movie did not have that. There was no takeaway. The, the closest you can get maybe might be like, Oh my gosh! I can't believe that was Colin Farrell. You know, right. there there was no standout. Wow, that character was the one that was from John this Turturro. movie. But I think it's a better movie than The Dark Knight. As, as wow. a movie, I think it's better. Um, it is to me. It's it's like Empire Strikes Back versus Return of the Jedi. I like Jedi better, but I, I acknowledge that Empire is a better made film. And I think this was a well made film. It looked it was well very shot. good. Great. It oh sounded goodness. very good. Whoever was the audio designer for the oh, movie, so good, just very very well done. Yeah. And um, it was just really good looking movie. How about Gotham? Yeah, Gotham was like its yeah. own character. It looked, looked just like Gotham from the Dark Knight. That's right? true, like, very, in, including all eerie. the bridges out of town. Very like, strange. It was all rain. It was always rain. I heard somebody describe it as it felt like it could never get clean. Like yeah, it was, yeah. it was always raining. But it just well, that's never... what they did in Seven too. It was always raining. Every any outside scene in Seven, it was raining. I think that the the one thing there was there, there's a couple little nitpicky things. I'll drop this out here, and then we'll we'll open it up for for final thoughts. A um, couple things that I didn't care for took me right out of the movie. Just just me, just talking here. They went back on that 1990s X-Files problematic sort of thing. A lot of problems in this movie would have been fixed if anybody had a cell phone. We know mm-hmm. this is a modern movie. There's flat panel televisions. No one seems to have a cell phone. We're trying to get a hold of Alfred. We're calling a rotary phone for some reason, like it's the 1966 Batman, Wayne Manor. You know, like, if, if anybody has... We're, we're, somebody find Gordon! Does he not have a cell phone? Let's We can you, we can reach anybody anywhere now with, through the magic of and, cellular technology. And we know cell phones exist because a dude had one taped to his hand. Yeah. So, I, so mean, that's, I didn't even think about that. That's a yeah. great point. So, so that was that was a problem for me. The second thing is, when does this movie take place? W- when, when in the year does this movie take place? Uh, well, it's oh on. no, it's it's from near Halloween. It, it's from Halloween night to that's November sixth. Right. It takes so the, over the, the opening scene of the movie is on Halloween. Yeah, and yeah. then the last thing in the movie that we see is Wednesday, November sixth. You know, yeah. uh, it's one week. So it's a it's a week. Um, we assume that Gotham City is a northern city, right? Like we'll call it a New York, Chicago analog. Mm-hmm. Uh, that water that came in and flooded the city would be cold water. It would be very cold oh, water, yeah. I would think. And a lot of people are just kind of wading through it at the end very casually, very whatever. <laughs> it would have been hard for them to act like they were a little cold. That's all I'm saying. It's cold water. They could have acted like they're a little bit cold. They're just waiting through it very casually. See, I'm I'm mad at you now because I'm always gonna think that both of those things watching this movie now and those were not in my mind before. Yeah, I'm really Thank sorry. You. That's okay. And I, then I'm, are you gonna Go ahead? There was like Batman cut off the electricity in this building, but then elevated his way up to like attack them. That How is was true. that elevator that working? That is true. He did. He cut off the electricity in the building and then took the elevator up. Yeah. That makes that made me mad. And then uh, did he take the elevator up, or did he grappling himself up? No, no, uh, that elevator. He went was bing. in the elevator. Also, 
Why did he? Oh, oh, that that bill. I thought you were talking about the end when he cuts the thing and no, drops in the, the ice, that was in the thing iceberg. That, that brought me out. I was like, why? I did didn't he, even think about why that. Why did he hang on to it when he? Why didn't he just cut the part underneath him and he could have just stayed there, just maybe grappled up or something? Yeah, but yeah. he was like, I'm going down with this thing whether I oh. want to or not. Yeah, super nitpicky things, yeah, you know. It, to like, be it doesn't sure, really matter, but to, to be sure. But it was, uh, it was good. And then the the ultimate cardinal sin, the one thing in this movie that if I had the magic scissors, I would immediately cut out and I would never look back. I would burn it. I would Thanos snap it out of the universe, and we would never talk about it again. Oh, is the Riddler's cellmate? Yeah, the, the Riddler's oh. na- neighbor in Arkham. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm Druig from the Eternals. Yeah, yeah. Get as because the Joker? Get him question out of mark. Get him out of here. Yeah, I, I mean, I was, I saw that. I'm like, like at first, the more I've thought about it, the more I'm like, you know what? You could have just saved that. Like, you didn't need that. Completely it didn't add anything. Unnecessary. It's just to get people to come back for another movie. <laughs> like we're they're going to need. So let, let, we'll talk. L- listen, that was the moment when I stopped watching a masterpiece movie and started watching an episode of Gotham. Yeah. Because that's what it felt that's what like. It felt like. So it, I wonder... I'm, I'm like, is he cellmates with Robbie Rotten? That's what's, literally what, what, exactly what it looked like. exactly what it looked like. Yeah. I, I wonder if that was like one. Matt Reeves, like, I, like he's like, I wrote this and this is brilliant. Or if this is like... Warner Bros. saying like, no, you have to have a tease of the Joker in there. Like, like I feel like they made him do that because it seemed really out of place and not really fit in with the rest of the tone of that movie. And he's even said, Joker's not. We don't have plans to use Joker for any. But apparently, there's a deleted scene where it's like, yeah, no, he's the, he. The, you see more, and he is the Joker. Oh, I mean, he's the Joker. Yeah, yeah. One thing, like the new Spider-Man movies, the one thing I liked is that they didn't use the Green Goblin until they had to use the Green Goblin, like when it was it, it came thing, but. This one, like when they shoved the Joker in there, it's like we don't have to have the Joker every no, single time. No, how many movies could we have? We could have gone through Condiment King and and the Cla- cra- Crazy Quilt. There's never been Man, a Clayface, Marsha Queen of Diamonds. I mean, there's so many Batman villains. Kite Man, Kite Heck Man. Yeah. He loves kites. Uh, again, I just thought that was that was like to me that was the Cletus Cassidy. There will be carnage moment yeah, in the movie, yeah. and it was my it was where I couldn't. At have least he didn't say the joke's gonna be on him. No, he said one minute they love you, the next minute you're, you're a clown. clown. <laughs> you know, uh, wait till they get a load of me. Uh, so, uh, how many how many batarangs out of five do you give it, Quentin? I give it five out of five. Steve, I give it six. I believe in improper fractions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like four and a half out of five. Yeah, I, I think four, four at, at its low moments, four and a half at its at its high moments, uh, out of five. Yeah, uh, very solid movie. Definitely, mm-hmm. definitely recommended. I'm excited to see it again. Yeah, very, very cool. So mm-hmm. uh, let us know what you think uh, across all the social medias. We are definitely 100 percent out of time tonight. We got to wrap this thing up, uh, but we are so glad that you have come back to join us. We are a listener supported podcast. If you want to swing over to Patreon.com/slash Nerd of Godcast, you can be a part of the financial blessing of making this show happen. And we're going to be back, back with you in two weeks with more Nerd of Godcast fun. You won't want to miss it. For all of us here at the Nerd of Godcast, Steve-O Supremo. I am Vengeance. Quentin Gregory Neff. I am Hope. Lovely Lady Lee Smotty. Make good choices. Nick over in the booth. Goodbye. And uh, for Charlotte the Intern and Jamaican Ollie and me, Tony T. Until then, we ain't got to go home, but we can stay here. Plus? That's like the one it's movie. Well, I mean, it might be on there now, but when Disney Plus came out, it was like the only Muppet movie that wasn't on Can there. Can anybody confirm it's Who Frames Roger Rabbit, Ratchet, that movie on <laughs> Disney Plus? <laughs> Who Frames Roger Ratchet? Mm-hmm. Let me look. Can look it up.
Free guy. Who, who blamed Robble Robble? <laughs> 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 you know who it was? It was the Hamburglar. The Hamburglar. 